We are so excited that this latest message from Truth Movement Church can meet you where you are today. This message from TMC will help you to apply the truth of God's word to your everyday life. It's practical and powerful. Enjoy his word. We are blessed today, amen, to be in the house of the Lord, amen. Amen. There's a scripture that says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. How many are glad to be saved today? Amen. We've heard a lot of good information over the past few months. Amen. That Pathway series was something else, wasn't it? Now, I have to admit that it's going to take us a while to walk out that. It's a, it's a learning process, amen? Anytime you're trying to figure out how to control your thought life, it's a bit of a challenge. Um, I was blessed by that series. Now, as David once said that I once was young, but now I'm, I'm old, and I'm coming to understand that I can still learn some stuff. And throughout the course of that series, when you begin to talk about your thoughts and your imaginations and I uh, found myself just sitting and thinking about what I think about. You ever did that? Ever sit and think about what you think about? And then ask yourself, why am I thinking about this? Or where did that thought come from? Come to realize that not all the thoughts that goes through your head was really your thought. Um, but I learned something from that. And... Uh, we're still making adjustments. We are learning how to turn off notifications. How to block pop-ups. Because some things will pop up and catch you unaware. And if you don't deal with it, it becomes an issue. Um, I'm challenged a little bit today. Uh, I've heard a lot in doing praise and worship. You know, we got a little bit excited when we start talking about them walls falling down. Amen? Um, and all of us have faced walls in our lives. Amen? And I was thinking as it was going forth, and I'm thinking, what was it that really brought the walls down? Now, I know that after marching around the walls several times, they was given instructions to shout. But it was not the shout that brought down the wall. It was not the shout that brought down the wall. But I've learned that when you obey God and do it just like he said do it, you can 
have some success. Now, some of y'all, I would not have wanted to walk around the wall with. I'm, I, I'm, I'm sorry, because on that last day when we was walking around, after about the third time, some of you would have been telling me how we can get in without. We ain't got to walk around seven times. We don't walk four times already. We can do this. And then there's some that would have said, man, we need to go home. We've been walking around this hall, this walls all week. Ain't nothing happened yet, so why are we still out here? Hot, thirsty, and hungry. And I ain't seen a brick fall off the wall yet. And I've learned that when we was going through the series that many times we as a people know what the word says. And we weigh the word against the possibility of the pleasure we'll get out of what we want to do. Yeah, I know he said don't. But he is a forgiving God. He know me. I repent when I'm done. I guess I might want to read a scripture right quick so we can get out of here and stop messing with y'all. Um, in preparation for today, I read a lot of scripture. And in the process of doing so, I, I learned some things. Now, I'm one of the older people here today. There's a couple of people here that's actually older than me. And I don't, I don't get that too often. There's a couple that's actually older than I am. But I learned some things that um, I did not know at first. Somebody said, well, all those years you should have known. Uh, but if you would, let's read a passage of Scripture that we are all familiar with from Romans chapter 12. And verse, I'm going to start reading at verse 1, reading from the NIV. Uh, I personally like uh, the real Bible. So we're going to read it from there. Is that all right? We're going to read it from King James, and then we're going to go back to the NIV. Is that all right? That's something about its electronic stuff. It'll let you bounce around until it glitch on you, and then you messed up. I remember the last time I was here, and I got up, and I put my tablet on the podium, and something happened to it, and it went off and would not come back on. And it didn't come back on until I took it off the podium and went through my seat. But I like these electronic translations. Give you a chance to go from one to the other. 
Romans chapter 12, verse 1 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Hmm. I beseech you hmm. by the mercies of God that you present your body as a living sacrifice. Your everyday life, your walking around life, your going to work life, your sleeping life as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. And this is your reasonable service. And then don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's amazing how much power your mind has. All it takes is for a change in the direction of the wind and your mind will respond to it. Even if all it says, hmm, the wind just changed. That's all it takes. Or a seed of thought that just drops into your mind. You could be having a good day. You know how it is in the morning when you wake up and you're on your way to work and you put your music on and the music sounds good and you you driving to work and you 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 know you feel you feel you got up feeling good and you're jamming and the music is good. And you get out of the car and you you forget what song was playing. Your mood changed, and you didn't even get in the building yet. But it's amazing how much power your mind has. And if you don't capture that thought before it get out of control, you'll find yourself repenting for something you did that you didn't plan to do. In reading some of the stuff that I read for this day, I was looking at some of the information that we are given on a regular basis. People tell you how to fill your mind with good thoughts and how it's important for you to read a lot of material. There are some of us that like to make sure we read a book every month. 
Some of us ain't read a book in our lifetime. But <laughs> some of us, we like to read a book, a book a month. And we don't care what it's about, just so we're reading. Only to find out that all we're doing is confusing ourselves with all this information that we got that we don't know what to do with. Because it's all over the place. So you got to be careful what you fill your mind with. Uh, I learned something about one of the wisest men that ever lived. And I can say that because the Bible said that there was none like him before and there never will be one like him again. And all of my Christian life, I've read about him and I thought that he had it going on. He was wise. He was rich. He was blessed. And I thought that he was, he had it going on. Only to find out that he had a messed up life. With all that wisdom, he actually had a messed up life. Which let me know that having wisdom don't mean nothing if you don't use it. Uh, in 1 Kings chapter 3, I read about this guy that made a decision in his sleep. He had a whole conversation with God in his sleep. Well, how can you have a conversation in your sleep? But let's, let, let's take a look at this. 1 Kings chapter 3 and verse 5. It says, In Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. He appeared to him in a dream by night. And God said, Ask what I shall give thee. And Solomon said in his sleep, Thou hast showed unto thy servant David, my father, great mercy, according as he walked before thee in truth and in righteousness and in uprightness of heart with thee. And thou hast kept for him this great kindness, that thou hast given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. Now, by this time, Solomon is king. David has died, and God has blessed Solomon and has put him on the throne. And he's, been, he's acknowledged the fact that God is with him. Now, understand that before he was placed on the throne, his brother placed himself on the throne. He placed himself on the throne, and he was celebrating himself as king. David was sick at the time and didn't know what was going on, but when it was brought to his attention, he corrected the situation by making Solomon king. But Solomon acknowledged the fact that it was God who placed him there. Verse 7 says, And now, O Lord my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David my father, and I am but a little child. I know not how to go out or come in, and thy servant is in the midst of thy people, which thou hast chosen, a great people 
that cannot be numbered nor counted for multitudes. He looked at the situation that he was facing and said, now, God, I'm young. I don't understand how to manage all of these people. I don't even know how to go out and come in correctly. So I need some help. He said, and the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon asked for this thing. Now, again, this is in a dream, right? And dreams come by a multitude of busyness. That's what causes dreams. And when you uh, got a whole lot of stuff going on through your head, it's not uncommon to, to dream about it, which makes me believe that Solomon had been thinking about how he's going to manage all these people, how he's going to lead these people. God, how am I going to lead them correctly? How am I going to do this? So God came to him and said, okay, Solomon, what do you want from me? What do you want me to do? And in verse 11, it says, God said unto him, because thou hast asked this thing. Let's go back to verse 10. It says, and the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. And God said unto him, because thou hast asked this thing, and thou hast not asked for thyself long life, neither has asked for riches for thyself, nor has asked that the life of thine enemies, but has asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment. And behold, I have done according to thy word. Solomon said, God, I need to be able to discern between good and evil. I need to be able to discern between right and wrong because I'm going to have to judge these people and I want to judge them correctly. So above all else, give me wisdom to be able to do this correctly. Now he had an opportunity to ask God for whatever you want. And can you put yourself in his place for just a minute? Some of us have a wish list. We got some stuff on our wish list that if God said, ask what you want. Some of us has a number of dollars in our head. Some of us has a car in mind. Some have a house they'd like to have. Some have a job that they want. But Solomon said, God, just give me understanding. In other words, help me get my mind right so that I can do what you require of me, so that I can do this right. One of the hardest things in life is just to decide, what do I do? I don't care how old you are. You will always wrestle with, what should I do? Now, when I was 18, 19, I was concerned about, what should I do? When I was 65, I was concerned about, what should I do? But I learned something. 
the word of God says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And Jesus came and lived among us, walked out a perfect example for us, lived and died before us, and then said to those that he was working with that I must go away. And I'm going to pray that my father, that he would send you a comforter, one who will lead and guide. Now, God has blessed us to the point to where I'm going to give you a guide. He will lead and guide you every day. So if you really want to know what to do and how to do, all you have to do is follow, his, follow the guide. But you know what we do? We are like someone who sits in the car with an Uber driver. And every now and then we reach over and just grab the wheel. Now, Uber driver is going to get you to where you need to go. He may get you there late. But he's going to get you to where you need to go. The Holy Ghost will get you to where you need to go. He may not get you there when you want to get there. He may not even get you there how you want to get there. But he'll get you to where you need to go. The problem is we don't trust his lead. And since we don't trust his lead because he don't lead the way we would lead, we choose not to follow. Because we don't trust him. It don't make sense to us. Why we got to walk around these walls seven days? We don't walk around six days. We, and why we got to walk around seven times on the seventh day? And then we got to fight after all of this walking? It just don't make sense. Because we're relying on our own ability. But when you trust in God, it don't have to make sense. You just got to do it the way he said do it. But there's a catch. There's an if that goes along with God's promise. And some of us don't like the if. Verse 13 says, And I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be any among the kings like unto thee all the days. And if... Hmm, And if thou wilt walk in my ways, if thou wilt keep my statutes and my commandments, 
Well, God, I would have did it, but. If. Thou would walk in my ways. Keep my statute. And my commandments. As thou father David did walk. Then I will lengthen thy days. Now understand something. God allows mistakes, but he don't allow disobedience. Look at your neighbor. Tell him, just do it. We can come up with all the reasons why we didn't do it. And Solomon walked up right before God for a long time. God blessed him with wealth and honor and power. But in the midst of his blessings... People were so impressed with him and his wisdom that they would bring him gold and silver, wood, whatever he needed. Kings was giving him their daughters. And they just kept giving him their daughters. And they just kept giving him their daughters. 700 wives later, and that wasn't enough. Let me see how many married brothers we got in here. There is no way Thank you. 700 wives, 300 concubines. That's 1,000 women you got to deal with. And you're talking about trying to get your mind right. As wise as he was, He found himself being disobedient to God. Because he had him some Moabites, some Hittites, some Jebusites, and all the ites. And now he got to try and satisfy all these ites. You know how it is. You got her BMW. I want a Mercedes. You knew I was a Moabite when you married me, and you know how we worship, so I need some place for me to worship. 
we don't worship like them Canaanites. We, and before you know it, why Solomon found himself worshiping other gods. After all that God had done for him and promised him and proven himself strong on his behalf, a thousand women in your ear and you find yourself going against what God said. Yeah, I know God said don't do it, but He understand. I'll just do it this time. I won't do it no more. Nobody will know but us. Wisdom is great, but only if you use it. And again, God allows mistakes, but he will not deal with disobedience. Solomon was living on the blessings of his father. David had walked up right before God. Now, don't get me wrong. David messed up a few times. And there was consequences for his mess up. And sometimes the consequences that God gives sometimes to us just don't seem fair. Because Solomon's mother's first child died at seven days old. Not because of anything the child had done, but because of what the parents had done. Solomon was blessed not because of what Solomon had did, but because of what David had done. God loved David because David, when he was made aware of the wrong that he had done, he went to God and said, Lord, have mercy on me. Blot out my transgressions. And then wash me thoroughly from all of mine iniquities. And he didn't do it no more. The key is to turn around and then don't do it again. But if you turn it around and you go back, you can't try God like that. But Solomon was blessed as long as he continued in God's ways. And if you really want to know how to walk out this Christian life, all you got to do is allow the guide to be the guide. God said, I'm going to give you a comforter that will lead and guide you. God don't make mistakes, but you got to be willing to allow him to lead. But because some of us want to do our own thing, we don't even want the guide. I just want to do me. You're not smart enough to do you. You don't know you well enough 
to do you. You don't know what tomorrow holds. And sometimes we feel like we know ourselves. But trust me, you don't know you as well as you think you know you. There are seeds planted in you that God is calling for in your future. There's stuff that God has placed in you that has to be nurtured and grow before they will produce the harvest that God expects. And when God calls for his harvest, he's calling for the harvest based on the seeds that he has planted in you. And some of you did not, don't even know what the seeds are. But God knows. And there will come a time when God will call for his harvest because the seeds have been planted in your life. And understand that God will surround you with the fertilizer that you need in order to produce a harvest. He will make sure that he place you in a position so that you have no excuse not to produce from the seeds that have been planted. All you have to do is make a decision that, God, I will follow you. I will present my life to you as a living sacrifice. That means, God, I'm going to do, do it your way. I'm going to take what you've blessed me with and offer it to you as a sacrifice. And understand this. The enemy will make you think or attempt to make you think that there is no pleasure in living for God. He will make you think that living for God will rob you of all the fun that life has to offer. But the reality is the opposite. If you allow God to lead you, he will make sure that you have everything that you need because he's going to give you peace first. And then he's going to supply your every need. Not necessarily your every want, but your every need. All you got to do is have enough faith to trust God to do it his way. Tell your neighbor, just do it. And don't let the enemy talk you out of it. And you can rest assured that there will always be an enemy in your ear to say, you won't surely die. That's really not what he meant. There will always be that person in your ear to tell you why living for God don't work. Why doing it God's way is lame. But trust me, if you choose to follow him and follow his lead, then you will find that when you do hit the walls in your life, you can follow his lead. And if he said march around them, then march. And don't think that just because you hit the wall, you just should start marching. Because you got to follow his guide. He may not say march. He might say speak to the mountain. So he's got to follow his lead. And understand that before he sent you a guide, before he sent you a comforter, 
it was necessary that God spoke to his people in dreams and visions. That's why you don't hear so many people today talking so much about dreams and visions because I gave you a guide. I gave you a leader. And he lives on the inside of you. Look at your neighbor and tell him, just do it. Get your mind right and just do it. Let us stand. Thinking that it's my life, I can do what I want to is a trick of the enemy. You didn't create you. You didn't buy you. You didn't make you. So thinking that you can just do you is really not reality. You, we were created by God enemy stole us. Jesus bought us back. And you are no more your own. You've been bought with the price. So you can't just do you and think it's going to be okay. You're going to have to learn to do it God's way. And it's okay to have someone else lead. Sometimes we are so proud, we feel like if someone else is leading, it makes us look like we're less. But pride goes before destruction and a halted spirit before fall. You got to realize that God loves me and he wants the best for me. When he sent me to the earth, he had a purpose and plan for my life. We were given specific instructions as parents for our children. And sometimes we uh, think that we can do it different than the way God calls out for it. He said, train up a child in the way they should go and when they're old. It won't depart. And God will guide you on how to raise your children. But you got to follow his lead. It's not easy. But just do it. Amen. If you don't do it God's way, you'll find yourself years later looking back and saying, I should have. I was blessed with two beautiful daughters. Um, in all of their life, we tried to keep them before God. Try to train them up in the way they should go. And they turned out to be pretty good young ladies. And they end up marrying pretty good young men. Because we chose to do what God told us to do. 
And we can't take credit for it. But both of them are pastoring now. Because we had tried to do it God's way. Didn't get it right all the time. But God knew our heart was to do it his way. And to follow his lead. Are they perfect? No. They're not. But some country western songwriter wrote a song that said, they're not perfect, but they're close enough to perfect for me. And I thank God for them. I am so blessed. Um, And I promise you, if you choose to do it God's way, you'll be able to rest and know that God is with you. Right where you are. Thank you for streaming the latest message from Truth Movement Church. We pray that you found something in God's word that you can deposit into your heart for future use. To stay connected with our ministry, like us on Facebook or Instagram, or learn more about us by visiting www.truthmovementchurch.org.